2: Welcome back to Feminist Book Club, the podcast. We're not just about feminist books. We are here for social justice, literature and media in all its forms. But we do that through an intersectional feminist lens. Thanks for being here. Let's get started. Hi, friends, I'm Mariquita Guerrera
1: here. I am here with Emma Straub, who is the New York Times bestselling author of four other novels, All Adults Here. The Vacationers, Modern Lovers, and Laura Lamont's Life in Pictures, and the short story collection Other People We Married. Her most recent book, published May 17th, is This Time Tomorrow. As if that wasn't keeping her busy enough, she and her husband own Books Are Magic, an independent bookstore in Brooklyn. Emma, thank you so much for being here with us
0: thank you thank you for having me and when I have to say whenever anyone like reads my bio it like it just makes me want to cry I'm like (laughs) why do I do so many things it's so terrible I want to quit all my jobs and like go live on a beach somewhere
1: yeah you know I think about sometimes I think about the vacationers and I'm like oh that would be I mean, I feel like maybe writing some of these novels is like taking a little bit of a vacation, but it's work. It's work. Yeah. I shouldn't complain. Yeah. Yes,
0: that. yes. No, but it is. But now I was not to like start out our conversation with, with a big old name drop, but I will <laughs> say that I was talking to Ann Patchett the other day about bookstore stuff. And like we were just talking about how pleasurable we find the writing part of our professional lives now yeah um because it's so precious to us and it's like and it's so much um you know it, it requires nothing from anyone else and it's just us which is does feel
2: like a break
1: it's um, like an oasis you know yeah. yeah yeah this book um isn't anything like your other books i could not put it down <laughs> i couldn't it feels really um personal um could you tell us a little bit about about this time yes 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 it's very yes it's so
0: personal um this time tomorrow is my autobiographical time travel novel it's um it's about a woman named Alice who's on the cusp of her 40th birthday uh still living in her native New York City still friends with her you know lifelong friends still working at her sort of placeholder job she didn't think she'd always have uh still dating guys who she doesn't really want to marry um and her father her beloved science fiction writer father is dying and alice goes out with her friend for her 40th birthday she gets too drunk she passes out and she wakes up and it's the morning of her 16th birthday in 1996 um And yeah, yeah. This book, it's, it's, it is definitely the most personal
1: thing I have ever written or intend to write. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, um, catharsis in it for like a nineties child. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, and that's the fun stuff, you know, like the nineties stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's like, because I went to an MFA program or, or what, but I, I have always really tried to keep cultural stuff, pop culture stuff out of my books because it just feels, you know, it just it just feels like it dates something. so I so I always make up whatever books, movies, magazines, whatever that stuff is um, that is part of my books. but but in this one, because dating it was so the point, so much the point um it was really fun to just like open up a jar of my life and youth and just pour it all in like you know my favorite lipsticks my favorite movies my favorite
1: yeah everything like all of that just pour it all in did it feel a little bit like a way to time travel for
0: yourself yes oh my god yes I mean it's you know the funny thing about this book is that it's I mean it's 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 just layers and layers of fiction and nonfiction truth. I don't know. Um, just layered on top, on top, on top. And so it really was, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, you know, writing
1: a time travel novel gave me the experience of time traveling Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There were so many um, great observations and details tucked into the book, like the typology of teenage smokers. Based oh, yes. <laughs> it felt really <laughs> accurate. <laughs> I was, I went, when I was in college, there was, uh, a woman I was in classes with who was just brilliant and beautiful and she smoked unfiltered camels. And Ugh, I was like, what a weapon in so a shield. Cool. So cool. So <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, and I understand that like, you know, my, my assessment of it might not be the same as everyone else's, but, but certainly from my point of view and from Alice's, um, that's that's yeah. how the cookie crumbled yeah for sure
1: well I didn't I didn't grow up in New York my life was very um, different than that but a lot of your um, observations and assessments um, of the mind of a teenage girl and especially what it might be like as someone with the mind and the experiences and the memories of a 40 year old going back into that body were just like, pitch perfect, that the desire and repulsion and the inner conflict was like, it felt like so true to even my own experience that I was like, there's like almost like a healing of your like inner child involved. (laughs) Well,
0: good. I'm glad. Thank you. That's very nice. Um, Yeah. I mean, I do think that like, you know, when I, if I imagine this happening to me, which is obviously what I was doing when I was writing it, I was just thinking about like my, my body and, and my face (laughs) and just like my clothes and just like the, the, the things that I agonized about Mm -hmm. as a teenager for absolutely no reason. And just thinking about how I would just rejoice in all of those things just like just appreciate and laugh um at at my own absolute perfection just teenage
1: perfection yeah Um, yeah alice at one point says i i look like a fucking cherub angel baby or something like that (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, and that's, you know, that's the other thing is that like, you know, 16 always seems so old to me and so adult, but of course now, um, now it sounds so young, you know, it sounds so young. Um, but, but because, you know, because I was born in 1980 and grew up just, you know, worshiping Molly Ringwald, um, turning 16, like that, that there is, there is a part of me that even, even like no matter how old I get, no matter how old my children get, and how young I understand sixteen to be, there is a part of me that is always going to see sixteen as sort of adult because I remember my relationship to it, to that, to that sort of number
1: for my childhood. Yeah, there's um like a a dividing line at 16 for sure. And especially, you know, uh, all of the things that 16 represents, like whether you become a driver of a car or not, there's like that sort of cultural touchstone of like an independence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at, at one point in time, Alice sort of questions whether all these different versions of her life, because she keeps going back, um, and like tweaking things here and there, you know, and like seeing what, what effect that has. Um, And she wonders if all these different versions, all these different threads um, run in parallel to one another in some way, like the sort of multiverse theory. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I've always found that really reassuring. Uh, Anytime I'm like at like a crux in my life and I can't decide, you know, what should be the best thing, it's kind of like reassuring to feel like, well, maybe there's another version of me that chose a different path, Yeah. Um, but it, it feels like it. You know, not to digress too <laughs> much. It feels like um because this is such a different book from the rest of your books, um, you must have had to do a lot of research into like the genre into sci-fi theories and um well I mean yes, yes and no. You know,
0: I think that I I read a lot of science fiction. I mean, I read I read a lot of time travel novels, um, which does that count as research I don't know um (laughs) and I watched a lot of I watched a lot of time travel movies does that count as research I don't really know um but but it I mean this book like I mean in terms of the time travel I did have to like I wanted to get sort of a lay of the land of like what what people had done in fiction what 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 I felt like worked really well what what kind of thing i wanted to do and like what i what i ultimately like bumped up against was that like there are there are you know there are different kinds of time travel novels obviously um and there are there are ones that are very interested in the time travel itself um and then there are ones that are not and i i just i knew that like even though it was going to be a different kind of book for me i knew it, it still had to be an emma Straub book like it still had to be mine like it couldn't I, I i knew that like it was not going to be some heady science fiction thing mm-hmm. like i needed it to be i needed the time travel to be as concise and clear and simple as possible. Um, because I didn't want to waste any time dealing with it. Like I didn't want to, I, it wasn't about that. You know, I think that there are, there are really interesting writers who are much more interested in that kind of thing. Um, and that's not my bag, you know, like I wanted to use the time travel, um, to do, what I do, what I love to do, which is to like examine human relationships, you know, and to think about family and love. Like that's, that's what I wanted to do. So I didn't, I mean, I did spend some time like looking at weird charts on the internet of like different <laughs> time travel theories. um, But I, but I didn't, I didn't go too deep into, into all of that because, because I knew that it wasn't that 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 wasn't what what the book was about um and i didn't want to like
1: I don't know, sort of psych myself out. Um yeah. get too into the weeds with it. Yeah. 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 And there's a good introduction to um, you know, if there are like readers that are curious about it but um feel maybe intimidated by the genre, there's a scene um with a convention and and other authors and things where there's a good introduction to different time travel theories. Yeah. <laughs> and those characters were like, oh my gosh, I felt like I was in that room. Like yeah. that just <laughs> they were so funny. Um <laughs> But it was funny. I I
0: was talking to my dad. I was talking to my my dad yesterday about that scene. And he was like, you should have come to some more conventions with me. And I was like, no, dad, I I got it all.
1: (laughs) I was wondering, because he's a horror writer, right? Yeah. 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 Very well-known horror writer, actually. Um, And I'm sure encountered lots of situations like that at conventions.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, and, you know, I talked to one of my dad's good friends who's a science fiction critic and expert really i i talked to him a lot about about time travel and just about like you know being a you know a literary writer writing in this sort of genre direction um But yeah, no, I mean, I know, I
1: know a lot of these guys. I know these guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you talk about how you wanted this story to be about love and the foundation of it is about grief and about love between a father and a daughter. And they're like true, like, like almost radical acceptance of one another. And it felt like a type of family we don't really see portrayed in literature or media in general. Uh, And I loved Alice and Leonard's dynamic. (laughs) <laughs> you know it felt so comfortable
0: yeah yeah thanks thanks and i mean you know this book like it really is just a book about me and my dad and it is radical acceptance you know it's 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 funny like i you know i i what my therapist and i talk about often is <laughs> is 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 pre grieving mm-hmm because, you know, my, my dad has been ill for, I mean, very, you know, during the pandemic, critically ill, um, acutely ill. Um, but he has been, I would say in, in, in poor health for probably 10, 15 years, um, to varying degrees. And, so I really, I've thought about it a lot. I've thought about him dying a lot. And, you know, this book was, is, is like the, the, the most sort of concrete, I don't know, like, like (laughs) receipt or something for, for all of that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I wanted to tell a story about, about these two characters who, who, uh, you know, spoiler alert, like, know they're going to lose each other and, um and just enjoy each other's company as much as they can before that happens.
1: Yeah. You have Alice at one point talking about how she had before this experience had thought that grief was like a moment in time um and has through this experience learned that it's almost more like pregnancy where there's just like months and months of preparation. And then, yeah. but instead of having an addition, there's a subtraction. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. 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 And how it, and, and how grief just never then leaves the room, you know, once yeah. it comes to visit you, it stays. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, um, I just thought that was really poignant and a really beautiful way of, visualizing grief, which is an important part of processing grief.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, I mean, for me, this, you know, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like writing this book was um, like just like a giant therapy session for me, but it was, uh, but it really did help me process a lot of things and it, and it helped me do it in this way that like, I don't know, just I mean, I think of this book as like <laughs> what are those cakes that you don't bake? You know, that are like layers of an icebox cake. Do yes. you know an icebox yes. cake? Yeah. Where you just, you know, you just smoosh it all on top, you add layers and layers and layers, and eventually it just sort of it condenses into into its final form. Um and you know, for me, the la- the layers of, of that cake are fiction and art and me and my dad and these characters and that it's you know it's 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 hard to sort of separate any of those things out um because this you know this book wouldn't um I wouldn't have written this book if it if it wasn't something that I was going through Um, but also Alice and Leonard are their own character, you know, like they, they're also not, not us. And, you know, an, an additional layer of Oreos or whatever is that, is that the reason that I knew that I could do that was because it's something that I've seen my father do for his entire career, which is, which is make art, make something concrete and satisfying and whole out of, um, you know, bits and pieces of yourself and that you're, that you're working through, you know, like I saw him do that my whole life. And so I knew that's how I knew that I could do this. And
1: also how I knew that he would be okay with it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that I, you know, I think we do have a tendency to kind of, um, Caution people against using writing as therapy, or yeah. chastise um, writing as therapy, but it can be extremely effective, and not just for the writer. You know, yeah. um, there are a lot of people that are dealing with pretty tremendous grief, especially yeah. over the last couple of years. Yeah, um, whether related to uh, the pandemic or just sort of an auxiliary to the pandemic. Yeah, because it's has huge consequences. Yeah, um, and it, sometimes when you find a piece of literature like this, it can make you feel less alone, you yeah. know? And, um, and I thought it was just, you know, really desperately needed, uh, right now. And a beautiful love story, just an absolutely beautiful love story.
0: Thank you. Thank and, you. Well,
1: thank you. <laughs> um, what do you, because this is personal, you know, is there something you want, um, readers to get from it? Is there something you hope that they get from it?
0: Mm, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I guess, you know, what I, what I hope is, is, is really exactly what you just said that like, that, that people feel less alone and, and also that they can, that it, it brings them back to whatever they're like, whatever their version of it is, you know, like my version is like sitting at my, you know, childhood kitchen table with my dad watching Jeopardy, like not even really talking to each other, but just, just sort of being in that room. Um, I hope that it brings people to their versions of that because that's a really nice place to be.
1: It's just, it's just beautiful. It really is. Would you, would you go back if you could? Of course.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to, I'd love to. I mean, I'd go back to like, you know, I mean, just like Alice, like, you know, she's not like stopping an asteroid or something, you know, she's, she's eating a hamburger. Like she's, that's what I would do. I would, I would go back and just enjoy the things that I enjoyed. Um, and just appreciate them even more knowing that they won't last forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I, you know, I, um, I always thought I would hate it. I would hate to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Please. You know, what a curse to have to go back to uh, that because she's not there for an indefinite period of time. Yeah. 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 Um, made it feel like something, uh, uh, precious and fleeting and lovely. And yeah. really a, a much more attractive idea. If I had to stay 16, no, thank you. Oh
0: yeah. But, no way. No way. No way. No way. No way. Math class? No. No, no,
1: no. <laughs> no. No. Uh no. Um, last one last thing I did want to say that yeah. I really appreciated because a lot of of books or media that deal with this premise, like um big or um yeah. Uh, I forget what the other ones are, um, but they because you've got like an adult mind in a in a child's body or a child's mind in an adult body, like some of the sexual romantic mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or sexual romantic stuff gets kind of uh, possibly icky, you know, yeah. from a moral yeah. standpoint. And you address it head on right away yeah. Yeah. by like allowing Alice to be both 16 yeah. and both 40 and like yeah. separate from them. yeah. Um, and I want to say, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it was something
0: that I thought about a lot because I, I, I didn't want, you know, I didn't, I didn't want it to, to, to feel gross and bad. Um, but I did want Alice, 16 year old Alice, I, I wanted 40 year old Alice to, to like give 16 year old Alice, like a, a push, um, but, but yeah, no, I did not want it to be, um, a disgusting scene that made people feel uncomfortable. So, yeah, so I, so I did, I wanted to
1: just address it,
0: as you say, straight, straight, straight at the top. Yeah. Well, um, you can so everybody knew.
1: We can't extricate sexuality from teenagers. We just can't, we know that, Yeah. yeah. you know, and to honor that was really, and and to like provide, um a good moral like grounding you know yeah. like this is not an adult yeah interacting with a child you know yeah. um was uh was a really deft way of handling that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well uh um, I we've come to the end of our time as always I have enjoyed talking with you this is just of really beautiful, phenomenal, dynamic book, and thank I appreciate you. you bringing it into the world for thank
2: us. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank
1: you. Uh, where can folks uh, find you online? Should they
0: be looking for you? Should they be looking for me? They can. They can. Uh, they can find me on my website, emmastrawb uh, They can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Twitter. They can find me. I made one TikTok once. You know, you can find me basically. <laughs> can find me all <laughs> of those places at Emma Straub
1: wonderful wonderful I'm Mariquita Guerrera and we've been talking about this time tomorrow which is please pick it up uh, as soon as you're able it is just a gem of a book thank you so much Emma for spending the time with us
2: thank you thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Feminist Book Club the podcast want to be part of the club here's how you can join us obviously subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review for brownie points follow along on instagram twitter facebook pinterest and tiktok all of those links are in the show notes sign up for our newsletter to be the first to know what our next monthly book pick is and check out our award-winning monthly book subscription service Oprah Magazine named it one of their favorite book boxes, and Shonda Rhimes called us one of her favorite subscription boxes in general. There are multiple membership levels for any budget, and it's an excellent way to support the show and the voices you heard today. See you in the club. Well red Woman is a creature, creature.